Hey everybody, hello, hello, it's Scott. Welcome back to Wish You All the Best, a personal podcast about modern dating. Um, I'm a little sniffly today, so I'm going to try not to sniff too much at the microphone. Um, uh, but yeah, I, this is another episode of just me. Um, I've got a couple folks who I would love to do conversations with uh, coming up. Um, but I wanted to do, I wanted to do an episode with just me again. Um, so yeah, here we go. It's, uh, it's almost six months since I started this little passion project. Uh, and this is episode, I think 19. Um, so this has been, you know, this has been a little project. Um, it was my birthday, uh, last week. I am now 45 years old. Um, and yeah, I don't know. I kind of, I've kind of found myself at a kind of crossroads, I guess, or like a, well, let me put it this way. I am now, well, <laughs> some of you hearing this, you're going to be hearing this for the first time on this podcast, which is kind of weird. Um, but I've been thinking really seriously about moving to Los Angeles, um, almost exclusively because the dating scene uh, for me uh, seems better there. Um, I've been wrestling with this for kind of a long time and trying to, I mean, I don't know, as you can tell from this podcast, something I think about a lot, I feel like I'm super duper lucky. And, you know, I, I, I really try to remind myself to be grateful um, for like all of the awesome, there are so many awesome things about my life, right? Like I've got a great job. I'm lucky to have, I've got wonderful friends, um, kind of scattered all over the world, at least all over the U S. Um, I, my family is amazing. Like I've got my health, I, you know, th there are just so many things to be grateful for. Right. Uh, and the one kind of missing piece of the puzzle for me has been, um, well, one of the missing pieces I should say is, is trying to find, trying to meet that, you know, that, that special someone who wants to kind of hunker down and, <laughs> spend the rest of our lives together. <laughs> um, yeah. So that, you know, I, I've, I've tried to approach this in a sensible way, um, with enough attention that it's something that I'm, you know, not just leaving it up to fate. Um, but hopefully I think, I hope not with so much that it's, um, you know, putting me in an unhealthy place. And I've been doing that for about three years uh, here in San Francisco, uh, and it's, you know, it, it seems like it's not really working for me here. Um, I have over the past, uh, you know, three-ish months, um, tried dating in LA and San Francisco, um, and I've met, uh, trying to remember, gone on a couple of very nice dates with a very awesome person here in San Francisco. Um, but I, um, I basically had more, more dates and more sort of promising dates, like with people who I share values with where there's a little, feels like there's more potential for chemistry. Um, I've just had better luck dating in LA and that's when I've, you know, basically 
like matched with someone on an app and said, Hey, um, I don't live in LA, but I can take a flight down and take you out to dinner. Is that okay? Um, yeah. So it just seems like whatever I'm selling, uh, they're, they're buying more in LA than they are here. Now I don't, I don't love the whole buying selling metaphor, but you know, you get the idea. Um, yeah. And, 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 you know, that's a big deal. It's a, um, it's a tough thing. Well, it's one of those decisions. I mean, moving is always a decision. It's like, you, you never know a hundred percent for sure if it's the right thing, especially if it's not for like some urgent or, you know, essential reason, right? Like if, if, if you're moving for a job or you're moving because you need to be closer to family or you're moving because, um, I don't know. I, you know, there, I think there are a lot of reasons that we move that are just sort of, they just feel like no brainers. You know, when you go to college, it's well, obviously you got to move to go to college. Um, when you get a job, you got to move to go, to go work that job. Right. Um, I guess before the era of everyone is working remote, but you know what I mean? Um, so yeah, this is, I don't know. I, I haven't signed a lease yet but um i'm heading down there gonna stay with some lovely friends who are probably listening to this um and i'm gonna scope it out and see like what neighborhood in la feels like the right place for me um and i really am moving uh, with a with a, you know at least a big component is i want to go someplace where it feels like it's likely that i'll meet somebody who uh is going to be a good fit for me um which just feels weird, man. You know, like so much of like relationship wisdom or so much of, well, I don't know. Like I, I think 10 years ago, I would have told you that moving someplace, not because you know somebody and are in love with somebody, but moving someplace because you think your chances are better for falling in love I think I would have told you that was a little unwise, a little crazy, a little, you know, I, like wherever you go, there you are, right? Like if somebody had 10 years ago had come to me and said, I think I'm going to move because the dating scene is better in this other city. I think I, you know, my, my impulse would be to be like, well, okay, slow down. Let's, let's talk about what you're doing. Uprooting your life is a lot. Um, uh, you know, the, the common denominator here is is me. The common factor in all of the connections that I've had in San Francisco is me, right? So if it's not working, maybe that's because of me. Um, but you know, I I just kind of started to run an experiment. I just I've tried. I try, I went to New York, and I tried dating in New York for a little bit, and it was it definitely felt different um, than dating in San Francisco and, um, LA isn't that far away. Um, uh, so I just tried basically dating in LA from San Francisco and so far that that's working better. Um, 
Yeah, I don't know. And there are some other, like, <laughs> in some small ways, it does sort of feel like the universe is sort of nudging me in that direction, or at least away from San Francisco. The 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 <laughs> the ceiling in my apartment started leaking. My apartment flooded um, last week, uh, which is, you know, not the end of the world, and they fixed it and all that kind of stuff. But I don't know. There's a little superstitious part of me that wonders if I'm not supposed to, like, take a hint after 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 three years of unsuccessful dating and one leaky apartment um but i don't know so there's that um uh i I guess i'm just throwing that out there because this is sort of a eh, you know a personal log in a way um and also you know to to again acknowledge my my luck like to to acknowledge that like there are a lot of folks who finding somebody to love is uh is not really a a luxury right i like to think for a lot of people um partnering up is much more of a necessity kind of thing um which you know there's a lot to unpack there but for me for all kinds of reasons i'm very lucky that it's not really a you know, like a life or death or quality of life kind of decision, right? I'm going to have a roof over my head. I'm going to have a job. I'm going to have friends. Um, whether or not I find I find that special someone. Um, but because I'd really like to find that person and grow that relationship, I do. It does feel like it's worth it for me to kind of make decisions aimed at that goal. Um, so yeah, there's that. Um, I have had, I've had multiple people send me the New York times article that came out, I think a couple of weeks ago about how women don't want to date men with podcasts. Um, uh, you know, and so my initial thought was like, oh no, am I a bro with a podcast? Uh, and of course, no, I'm not a bro with a podcast. I'm a bro with two podcasts. Um, <laughs> the other one being, um, a politics podcast that I do with two lovely friends called uh, Ruchi and Jer explain weird SF politics to Scott. Um, we were we were not thinking of search engine optimization when we came up with that title, um, but if you're if you're just dying to hear more Scott talking to people, uh, go look that one up, uh, and you'll learn some weird stuff about San Francisco politics. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, bro with the podcast. I, you know, this is an interesting thing to talk about because um, I hope I'm not just another bro. Well, okay. I think I think the stereotype of a bro with a podcast is um, kind of these sort of manosphere or pickup artist adjacent um, people who are usually selling something. There's usually like some, you know, pickup artist plan or like a pamphlet you can download or a website seminar you can go to to pay money to learn like tips and tricks for how to how to pick up women or how to i don't know it's a lot of kind of self-help stuff um and i want to be clear like i don't think all of that information is bad right i mean like there's a lot to unpack with like jordan peterson right like a lot of what jordan peterson says um, and if you don't know who Jordan Peterson is, don't worry, I'm not going to talk about it very long, but like, um, 
if you, you know, a lot of the advice that I think is out there for men is like pretty decent advice because a lot of it is just like be a decent human being and do the work, like do the work of, of being an adult. And that's pretty sound advice for, for anyone. Um, where I think that stuff, where I think I really strongly part ways with a lot of that stuff is when it gets into, you know, pseudo science and evolutionary psychology or weird analogies to like the animal kingdom or whatever. Um, you know, that, that sort of feeds into this narrative that like, there's like a struggle between men and women, or there's like a, I don't really know how to, how to package this thought very well, but like, I, I, I I don't, I think relationships are extremely, extremely complicated. I think people are extremely complicated. And I think the way that two people are going to connect to each other and find partnership and cultivate an evolving, growing love I think that's just way, way, way too complicated for a lot of the sort of simple solutions that, that, that I hear a lot of men, some women, mostly men, um, providing on the internet. Um, which is all to say that I, I hope I'm not another bro with a podcast. I think what I'm aiming to do is to be kind of like an anti-bro with a podcast. Um, but you know, so much of this is driven by the same stuff, right? Because I think anybody who's talking to a microphone and throwing the recording on the internet, there's like a vanity element, right? Like there's something nice about hearing your own voice coming out of a podcast app. It sort of like lends an air of like legitimacy or like that must be true because it came out of the same app where I hear, you know, <laughs> Ari Shapiro and Ezra Klein or whatever, right? Um, uh, you know, I, yeah, so there's definitely sort of like the, the, the fun element of it where it's just like a passion project to create something. Um, but I, I do hope for like anybody who's listening and, and I've joked a couple times, I got feedback the other day on this podcast about like how I joke that I have like five listeners. I actually don't know how many listeners I have that the, all of the different platforms make it really hard to figure out how many people are listening to you. Um, so I don't know if, if you're somebody who hasn't met me and you're listening to this, thank you for listening. And I hope this has been helpful. Um, and really this is for you. Um, I know I have a bunch of folks who know me and love me um, who listen because I don't know, because they're lovely friends and I love you guys too. Don't get me wrong. Um, and this is very much for you because you're my friends and, and I appreciate the support, but, but I do think that like my hope, like the, the, the kernel of the idea that, that first made me like figure out how to make a podcast. Um, the kernel of the idea was to facilitate or, or like, be a voice or, you know, be, be a man having these conversations. Um, 
to encourage other men to have these conversations. Because I think, I, I mean, I think it's good for men and women to talk about dating, especially dating apps. I think modern dating is weird. Um, but m mostly I think it's good for um, men to support each other and, and feel more comfortable talking about this like really vulnerable stuff. Um, I think we're just not socialized. Like I think, I think it just feels weird for men to do that. It feels weird every time I get on this podcast and start talking into a microphone about my dating life. Um, you know, there is the element of like vanity, but you know, this is like all on the internet. Like anyone can find this and hear what I think about dating, including the people that I'm, you know, potentially trying to date. Um, and I don't know, I hope the right person will hear that and be like, oh, cool. He's thoughtful and uh, has empathy uh, and is not a pickup artist. <laughs> um, I don't know. Um, but yeah, the, the, you know, the core of the idea was to, I hope, I hope that comes across. I hope the core of the idea comes across that, that, that these are conversations that um, more men should be having, or at least that, that women should be having with, with men. Um, because yeah, dudes, we, we have a hard time with that. Um, which is, I think also to say, I was having a conversation uh, with a friend about this recently. Um, I'm, I'm pretty sure that once I find someone who I think I want to uh, date exclusively, I think I'm going to end the podcast um, because I don't, I mean, I don't think I would want to be in a relationship with someone or like trying to start a relationship with someone who was podcasting about it, you know? Um, right. And, and um, yeah, and, and that's kind of not the point of the podcast. The point is not to like talk about my personal life here. Um, I think the point is to like have more general conversations around, um, yeah, the, the, the ways that modern dating are, are, are weird and the ways that we, that we sort of navigate that. And I think you can do that without talking about specifics. Um, but I, th I think I would just feel weird, like shifting into a gear where I'm dating someone exclusively and trying to like kind of plant that seed and water it and see what grows um, while still devoting like energy and time and bandwidth towards talking about what it's like to date. Um, and I hope that makes sense. And I hope no one's disappointed about that. But yeah, I'm pretty sure that this thing is going to, if this podcast ends and uh <laughs> For, it's abruptly uh it's either because something horrible happened to me or something wonderful <laughs> um and uh yeah you might you might never get to know which <laughs> um yeah <laughs> um and yeah i i um just as I've sort of been saying this out loud, as I've been thinking about it and then sort of starting to talk to people, uh, just, you know, casually like telling folks that I'm thinking about moving just to like, you know, kind of feel what it sounds like when I say it out loud. Right. Um, 
you know, a, a lot. It's been interesting because it's it's been a very like clean split, really. Like the men to whom I talk to about this just instantly get it. <laughs> they they're either uh, single men who uh, are, are dating and feel the same way, or they're uh, men in relationships whose male friends feel the same way, right? It's a lot of just sort of dudes. Like normally when I tell a dude that I'm thinking of moving to LA, they go like, yep, I get it. <laughs> um, and the women who I've talked to, um, mostly, uh, I, I think from a very, very positive place and a very like caring place, um, encourage me to like not give up, right? I think for them, me talking about moving sounds like giving up. Um, not, I mean, hashtag not all the women that I've talked to about this, but many of them. Um, I mean, there haven't, I haven't like, you know, done an, done a survey with a statistically, well, you know, <laughs> I've only talked to a few people about this, but, um, uh, yeah, most of the women that I've talked about this, uh, you know, it, it um, yeah, they, they don't understand. That's not that they don't understand. I don't want to say they don't understand. They just, I, I guess for me, the different responses I've gotten to this idea for me moving has sort of just highlighted um, the difference between men and women, uh, um, or rather, no, that's not right. The, the, the different experiences that men and women have dating, um, probably anywhere, but certainly in San Francisco. Um and I, I would guess it's kind of everywhere. Um, well, I don't know. Um, at least in San Francisco. That, that much I can say for sure. Um, which is, you know, it, it breaks my heart um, because what I want to do is sit down and talk to both the men and the women and say, Hey, listen, let me tell you all this stuff that I've learned from having conversations with people. Here's my podcast. Have a listen. Um, and if you're single, let's talk about it. Let's like figure let's let's get in the weeds, you know, because this is like an important thing. I, I do think for most people picking your romantic partner is like one of the most important decisions in your life, if not the most important decision in your life. And yeah, as I've talked to people about thinking about moving for dating, it's just become really apparent to me that that we don't, we kind of don't talk. We don't like, at least men and women don't talk to each other. And I think mostly men don't talk to each other about, about how that works and what that looks like. And I think maybe to an extent, women don't talk to each other about this. I don't, I can't really speak to that. I don't. I'm not in those spaces. I'm not in those conversations. I don't know, but like judging from what some women have said to me over the, you know, over the past few weeks when I've been talking about moving and sort of over the course of all these conversations that I've been having on the podcast and not on the podcast, like it's it just, it just strikes me as weird that like, this is such an important decision and we, we treat it, you know, it's very taboo, I think certainly for men, but maybe for women too, very taboo to like be vulnerable 
vulnerable about it, to talk about it like it's a thing that we're supposed to strategize over, to to figure out together how it's how it's changing. Um, I don't know how many women talk to each other about like what it's like on the dating apps. I'm sure I'm sure they do more so than men do. I mean, I'd put money on that. Um, but I don't know. Maybe there. I think maybe there are women out there. I mean, of course there are women out there who 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 uh, you know they're all all kinds of different women. But like, it, it might be that most women don't talk to each other about what the dating apps are like. Um, you know, in in, a, in sort of a vulnerable, personal, like useful way as opposed to like you know listening to a podcast about oh don't the dating apps suck or or you know watching online content about jokes about pod about 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 the apps whatever not podcasts apps you know what i mean um anyway you know it it just kind of made me those conversations about leaving about moving uh kind of highlighted that for me um which I guess in a way kind of, well, it, it hasn't convinced me to stay. <laughs> I'm not sure if it's really, if that uh, dynamic, if, if, the, if the split between men and women and their experience on the apps, I'm not sure if that, A, I don't think that's unique to San Francisco. I think it's probably worse here than it is most places, but I'm sure it's still there everywhere. So um but yeah, anyway, so yeah, I'm thinking seriously about moving to Los Angeles and um, I've got another date lined up um, with someone who I'm excited to meet. Who knows where that's going to go? Um, you know, as with all dating app experiences, I, I think you don't know anything until you meet. Um, but, you know, it's good to be excited to meet somebody. Um, and it's somebody who was seems somebody who seems excited to meet me. Uh, even though I'm flying in, uh, <laughs> even though I'm not local. Um, so yeah, we'll see how that goes. And I guess, um, one other kind of subject for this one, um, that's kind of, it's kind of been bouncing around and I, I haven't really touched on it very much in earlier, earlier episodes. And I don't know that I'm ever going to like get around to it with, chatting with somebody else. I don't know. I do have a couple more awesome people who, um, I would love to have on here. Um, uh, and, and I actually, I would love to have a couple of the previous guests back on, um, to kind of check in on like how things are going and kind of continue previous conversations. Um, we'll see, we'll see how that goes. Um, yeah, but so for the last, the last kind of, uh, little chunk for this short episode um you hear a lot like on online or just like in people talking to you about dating and like you know just everywhere people will tell you that like you kind of that some variation of like you have to love yourself before you can love someone else or like learn to be happy alone so that you can be happy with someone else or um you know some 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 kind of variation on, on, on that general idea that like doing self-work is important and don't look for someone else to make you happy. Um, you know, that, 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 that kind of thing. If you're, if you're a single person, if you're not a single person, I'm sure you've heard this at some point. And I've given a lot of thought to that one because that one always really hits me really hard. 
Um, and I, I kind of think it's a little bit bullshit. <laughs> um, I think it's okay to crave a romantic connection. I think it's okay to be someone who really feels more complete, that really feels more themselves in a relationship. I, I just don't think we're solitary animals. I mean, some people are, I mean, you know, not everyone's people are complicated. There's all kinds of different people, but I, I think in general, I don't know if it's like, I don't want to say like the norm. I'm not, I don't want to say like it's most people, but I think it's safe to say that like, there are a lot of us for whom romantic connection is, it can just be a core component of life. You know, it's, it's a thing we do. Um, and there's a whole conversation to be had about like, you know, is, is monogamy natural? Is polyamory natural? And you can point to hunter gatherer, blah, 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 all this kind of stuff. And, you know, I, I think that some kind of romantic connection is something that many, many people just fundamentally crave. And I think that's okay. You know, I, I, much like community, much like friendship and, and to be even to go sort of, you know, lower on well, who is it Maslow's hierarchy of needs or whatever, like shelter and like financial security and, you know, like knowing that you're going to have your next meal. Like I, I kind of think romantic connection is it's okay if that's a fundamental need for you. Um, which is to say, like, you know, I, I do think it's important to do self-work. I think it's important to do self-work whether you're in a relationship or not in a relationship. Like, you know, again, when this thing started off, my whole thing was like, be a dude who goes to therapy. And I, and I do I do still think therapy is a really good idea, but I, I definitely, you know, want to make room for people who therapy isn't the right way for them to do growth or to, to work on themselves. I it's how I do it, but you know, I, I, I anyway, you, you hear what I'm saying. Um, it's important to do work on yourself. It's important to, I think, be realistic about the fact that modern life is nothing like the life that our minds, bodies, and hearts evolved to exist in, right? Um, we don't see our quote unquote tribe nearly often enough. Um, well, all kinds of, you know, things about modern life. Um, I think it's okay. I think it's okay to not, I think it's okay to not be okay. <laughs> um, while you're looking for that romantic connection and like, you know, in dating, I guess I can kind of segue this back to the podcast thing. In, in, in dating, there's often this like urge to, I should say, I often feel an urge to like really, really put my best foot forward and like be the best version of myself and like not show, not show what I feel like might come across as desperation or insecurity or, or to not 
appear that like I'm not okay, right? Because I'm trying to be as attractive as possible, right? I'm trying to I'm trying to sell myself on this first date or second date or third date or whatever. But like, you know, and I'm, and I'm not saying like that it's a good idea to sort of open up with your childhood trauma uh, over appetizers on date one, but like to an extent, if I'm on a date, if I'm connecting with someone and, you know, I'm, I'm trying to put my best foot forward, right? Like there's a line, there's a, there's a fuzzy line that I, that I think it's really good to walk which is to say that like I I I am always trying to find a way to be vulnerable on a date. I mean, shocker, I guess from a guy who makes a podcast talking about how he thinks men should be more vulnerable. But like I don't know. It's just a topic that I guess I wanted to talk about because it it always sort of like eats at me. Like I I I, you know, I just think we're all messes and I think you're looking for somebody whose mess is going to play nice with your mess and you're just going to keep growing and like trying to figure out your messes together as you, as you mush them together and get messy. And I, and I just kind of don't buy that there's any other way to do it. Um, which is to say that like if you're out there and you're feeling like oh crap I I haven't done enough therapy or I haven't made myself the best version of myself or like I don't I don't deadlift enough yet or um I my career isn't where it needs to be yet or I still think about my ex sometimes and that one you know you want to grieve your you want to feel your grief and get through that probably but like right like yeah, you, I I I think I think there is this myth of like an idealized self that is ready to be out in the world and ready to connect, and and I just I just don't think that's a healthy concept, um, and that's something that I struggle with, right? Like you spend enough time trying to date, and you you sort of learn as you go which which lines, which little bits, which pieces of your history, which which jokes, you know, you, you learn the pieces of yourself that, that do well on lots of dates and you learn which pieces, um, don't. And I, and I, you know, I'm not, again, I'm not saying like open up with the super messy stuff, super duper early, because that's not a, that's not an accurate depiction of who you are either. Right. You're not, you are not only your trauma, you are lots and lots of beautiful, complex things. Um, but you are, I think, also your mess, right? Anyway, that's something that's always kind of bugged me a little, and I and I wanted to, I don't know, I wanted to th throw it on here because that's what I felt like talking about today. Um, and yeah, you know, like if somebody finds out early on in dating because they do enough internet sleuthing or whatever. They figure out that I've got a podcast about this stuff. Um, I don't know. I think it's. I think it's. It's definitely not a turn on. <laughs> I think you. I don't think anyone's going to listen to like eighteen episodes of podcasts to prepare for a first date. They might just like see that a podcast exists and like make some decisions. Um, I've definitely had dates tell me that they listened to a couple episodes. Um, 
and I think usually, well, listen, every time someone's told me that they've listened to my podcast, um, they've told me that they like it. They've told me that like, they feel like they get to know me a little bit. Cause you know, like listen to somebody talk, I think is actually a pretty good way to get to know them. Right. And like, yeah. And listening to them talk about like probably vulnerable stuff like this is probably not a terrible way to get to know someone. And if someone gets in here and listens to this podcast and goes like, ew, he goes to therapy or he wants to talk about his feelings and that's like a deal breaker for them. Well, great. Like <laughs> that's, that's probably me dodging a bullet, right? Um, I mean, in that case, it's definitely me dodging a bullet. Um, like that's not someone that I, that's not someone who I'm going to connect with. Right. Um, but you know, I, I, I've definitely had, um, not to get like specific, but I've, I've definitely received feedback, uh, in the past from women who I was dating, um, that like talking about this stuff is not, uh, is not attractive. It's not like a, you know, it's not a sexy, shiny, attractive thing. Um, which I think, I think what that means is that those just weren't the people for me, right? Like everyone's going to approach this kind of stuff differently talking stuff out and thinking about it a lot and like having conversations with people who I trust. That's just how I tend to approach big stuff in life. And so that's how I'm approaching this dating thing and making this silly little podcast is, um, you know, it's just a part of that. Um, and it, you know, it's a passion project and it gives me like an outlet to like think out loud about this stuff and, and also it's nice to talk to people in this kind of format because I think, I think like talking to someone about something important while you know you're being recorded kind of kicks your brain into a different like effort level. You know, you, you really, you really kind of think hard about what you're going to say when there's a microphone in your face. Um, I think so. That's also been kind of a useful, a way that this thing has been useful for me. Um, But yeah, you know, if somebody is going to find out that this is the way I approach modern romance and it's going to be a deal breaker for them, um, that probably just means that's not the person for me, you know? Um, I'm not sure that I need somebody who's like super passionate about podcasting or that's like really, really pumped about me doing this, right? Because this is just kind of, this is my way of dealing with this stuff and it doesn't necessarily have to be hers. Um, But yeah, anyway, so I don't think you need to be the idealized best version of yourself when you get out there. I think it's okay if as you're dating, you just feel like you're looking for that, for that connection. You really crave that connection. I, and I don't want to say like you're looking for that missing piece, right? Um, but you know, that language is out there, I think for a reason, like we, we talk about our better halves and how people complete us and how you know, it feels like you know, the cliche of, well, you know, um, all that kind of language around how a romantic partner can really feel like an extremely fulfilling and important part of your life. I think it's okay for a romantic partner to be that for you, right? Um, and it's okay to be a person who wants that and doesn't have it right now 
but is still working towards that in a way that feels smart and healthy for you. Um, cause yeah, we shouldn't be, we shouldn't be beating ourselves up about, about how tough it is to find that romantic partnership. I think, I think I've said this in an episode way early on, but I think it is hard now to be single, not just because the dating apps are, you know, predatory. Is that the right word? Let's go with predatory. Not, be, not just because the dating, dating apps are not super helpful, but also because, you know, partnership is different now. Like culturally partnership is different now than it has been, I think probably ever, um, which is great. Like it, it is, I think it's more possible now than ever to form a partnership that is between two equals, um, you know, asterisk, what does equal mean? Sure. There's a lot to unpack there, but like more than ever, you can find another human being who you're just really excited about spending a ton of time with and getting to know really, really deeply um, in a way that probably wasn't there. Like in, in, in a way, it's kind of a hack, right? I don't think it's something that like human beings were meant for. It's just kind of a, a cool thing, it turns out, that we can do um, that I think is totally worth it uh, with these lives that are much, much longer than they were evolved to be and in a world that is much, much different than the one we evolved to exist in. Um, but I do, I just have that kind of blind faith that it's possible to form that kind of awesome romantic connection. I don't think it's easy. I think it's much, much more difficult than it is to be somebody, you know, generations ago who's getting married because it's the expectation and is staying in the relationship because leaving the relationship means, you know, all kinds of negative consequences. Um, today, it's fine to be single. Um, I'm Re Rebecca Traster's All the Single Ladies. Uh, I'm almost done with that book. It's a great book. Recommend it. Um, and she talks all about like how over, you know, I thought past like hundred years, we've seen trends of women staying single, um, because it's good for them. Um, the world has changed a whole lot over the past hundred years, whatever. Um, but yeah, for a lot of women, like straight and straight ish women. Well, for a lot of women, uh, staying single is a pretty good option because partnering up, uh, you know, if you have the option to not par partnering up often happens for women out of necessity, out of like dire necessity. And if you can not do it, it's often better for a woman to not partner up. Um, anyway, which is just to say that like, you know, we're, we're not doing it because we have to, or for those of us who aren't doing it because we have to, it's a great luxury. It's not easy to find that sort of person who's going to be a close ish puzzle piece to your puzzle piece. Um, but I do think it's possible and it, it's not, I don't think it's, it's, I don't think it's the norm. Um, well, I don't know. Maybe I can't really speak to that. I, but I do think more and more that's kind of what we're looking for in a partnership is that that awesome partner who is a you know close-ish fit for your puzzle piece. And I think that's great. I think I think there's nothing, I think there's very little more noble than that. More maybe not noble, very little more fulfilling than that that you can do with your time 
right? And if you end up making a family with that person, amazing. Like you get to model that kind of healthy, interesting, supportive partnership for your kids who are going to go into the world and think like, okay, cool. That's what a relationship looks like. That's what I'm going to go looking for. Um, yeah, I don't know. And to, to get really grandiose, I think that's a good thing. I think that, like, on a societal level, it is good for people to sort of learn what a healthy, supportive relationship looks like. Um, anyway, yeah, I think it's worth it. Okay. That's what I got for this time around. I'm going to turn this thing off. Um, I will hopefully have um, guests coming up for for a couple of future episodes. Um, but yeah, if uh, if if this podcast stops putting out episodes, um, it's it's because I met somebody awesome, and it's time for me to put my my energy into uh, growing something awesome with her. Um, or it's because something horrible has happened to me, and I, and I and I'm not able to get in front of a microphone for a variety of horrible reasons. Um, but yeah, uh, either way, I think I will be uh, in Los Angeles soon. So I don't know. Wish me luck. Um, and yeah, that's what I got for you this time around. Okay, love you. <laughs>